Web 2.0. Innovation. Trend. Collaboration. Software. Got the world turning as fast as it can? Hear how technology can help, legally speaking, with two of the top legal technology experts, authors, and lawyers, Dennis Kennedy and Tom Mile. Welcome to the Kennedy Mile Report here on the Legal Talk Network. And welcome to episode 87 of the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Dennis Kennedy in St. Louis. And I'm Tom Mile in Dallas. Today's podcast is brought to you by our sponsors. AppRiver, email and web security experts. You can find out more about AppRiver at appriver.com. PC Law from LexisNexis, a leading provider of information and business solutions. Get your free 30-day trial at pclaw.com slash radio. And Clio, online practice management for attorneys at goclio.com. In our last podcast, we talked about the current state of online discussions. In this episode, we take a fresh look at a tech topic that's been getting a lot of attention lately. What's on our agenda for this episode, Tom? Well, Dennis, in this edition of the Kennedy Mall Report, we're going to be talking about social media tools other than Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and, and whether they're worth your effort. In our second segment, we're doing a modification of our new rant feature, which we'll call Puzzled. And as usual, we'll finish up with our parting shots, that one tip, website, or observation that you can start to use the second this podcast is over. But let's get started with our main topic, and that's social media alternatives and whether it's worth your while to get invested with anything more than what I'm calling for this podcast, the big three. Uh, we, we talk and hear so much about those social media tools, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. We talk about them enough. We hear about them all over the place. Um, but it's easy to lose sight of the literally dozens and maybe hundreds of other social sites that encourage interaction in a number of different ways. You know, some of these tools might be right for lawyers, while others probably or definitely are not. Dennis, what got you thinking about this topic? Well, Tom, I was listening to one of the Slate podcasts, and and somebody used the the term Tumblr or Tumblrd as a as a verb, and so I was aware of of Tumblr as being some sort of you know microblogging slash link blogging service, but it's not something I had really used. But I I thought, wow, here here's a group of people, and it seemed like in maybe in the journalism community that that this tool was being used enough that they were using Tumblr as, as a verb. And so that started me thinking about, well, there's a lot of other tools out there, Foursquare, Pinterest. As I looked on Wikipedia, it looks like there's hundreds of other social media tools other than the big three. And so I thought maybe it'd be good to take a look at those and, and talk about some of those and, and what what all might be out there, how they might be useful to people, and and, and whether they, they fit for lawyers. And, and in a way, it'd be a, a break for me because time with the, the recent books I've been working on on LinkedIn and Facebook, I'm <laughs> sort of really, you know, all over LinkedIn and Facebook and understand those. And, and so it'd be nice to kind of shift a little bit and see what else is what else is out there. Well, I think it's going to come back. I'm going to come back anyway at the end of this and say, do you really want to figure out what else is out there? I think it does deserve some exploration, but I think uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, give you my ultimate conclusion at the very beginning, saying that I think that, that, that the, the, the big three may be all that you need or maybe better put all that you have time for. But if we have to define uh, the types of the other types of sites beyond Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, I'm going to put Google Plus in with that group. It's not as it's not as uh, as 
populated as those other groups. And there are, I think, as you and I were talking before the podcast, there's there's at least 19 more sites that have more uh, more uh, engagement or more members than Google+. I think that it's it's at least common enough and part of the mainstream that I want to include that as a as a social network along the same lines of, of Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. But you, you talk about what I would call either micro blogging or short form blogging tools like Tumblr. Uh, you may be familiar with Posterous. Some people call it, I've always called it Posterous, but I was told it was Posterous. I'd, whichever it is, um, I, I would describe those types of sites as short form blogging. I don't have time to create a real blog. I don't have time to maintain and, and write long posts. Then maybe something like Tumblr is right for you. It allows you to do something really quick, whether it's a quick burst of text that you just want to tell somebody about something, uh, you want to share images, you want to share videos or links or quotes. Tumblr and Posturus are great for being able to post things. And Posturus even allows you to post to your to your small blog, your short form blog by by email. You can actually uh, post in, in different ways. And, and I think that tools like those are for people who don't have enough time to maintain a website or to write for it. I, I think that functionally, it works the same as a blog. It's you putting up information that's important. There's a new site that I'm aware of called Check This. Check This allows you to put up a web page in literally seconds. You just ty- type the name that you want, and then you can add content to it immediately. And I think that's sort of the sort of thing we're seeing now, the ability to post content uh, anytime that you want to. I'm 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 a little bit I'm I'm a little bit uh, uh, confused by Pinterest and and mainly by its popularity in the legal field. I am um, Pinterest, basically speaking, is a is a pin board. It's like a, a cork board where you pin things that are of interest to you. You can organize and share things that are of interest. And I I set up my own pages and I'm 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 pinning or I have pinned things that are interesting to me, so, such as books that I've read or uh, iPad or iPhone apps that I recommend or technology gadgets that I want or that I like, but I have almost no engagement with it. I've not had any engagement with it since that time. But, you know, there's a couple of articles on why lawyers should take an interest. Carolyn Elephant wrote about why lawyers should take an interest in Pinterest. Um, There's a law firm, uh, at least one law firm. I I know that there are a couple others. I'm going to put a link to one law firm that has posted uh, their own, created their own Pinterest page to put pictures of their lawyer lawyers up there and and some of the things that they uh, that the lawyers are interested in so to, to lend I guess a more human face to their business development efforts I'm still not convinced that Pinterest really is a viable market for lawyers but I guess it depends on your target audience Dennis what do you think about Pinterest well you know Pinterest is I think it's a really great example of of these uh, sort of off the beaten path in a way uh, social media tools because it's it's sort of you can see it as kind of a scrapbooking site. It's an interesting social media tool because of uh, at least historically, it's it's been uh, way more women than men use it. Uh, big concentration on on visual things, uh, and and so I I think it's one of those things where you say there may be an audience for this that's not me or maybe a could be me, but I I, I need, really need to think about this. And and as you said, Tom, I think you need to figure out a couple of things in in these these other social media platforms. One is is how does it fit you and your interest, and then 
what audience is out there and is is that an audience that you're interested in so um, you know s- some people don't like it's like you know blogging wasn't for everybody you know Twitter is definitely not for everybody you know and so you say well but for some people it's exactly the right thing and so I, I think as you struggle with maybe some of the some of the bigger social media tools um, then you start to look at these things and you say well wait I I get this idea of how Pinterest might work for something I'm doing. And I think it's a lot easier to say if I have a hobby or something, uh, you know, where I'm sharing pictures, then Pinterest is really easy to understand. But if you if you start doing that, it means the old the old uh, idea that, you know, the only tool you have is a hammer. Every problem looks like a nail. But it's sort of the flip of that. So you say, I'm using Pinterest f- for whatever it is, you know, quilting, uh, you know, airplane models, whatever it is that you do pictures of or scrapbooking. And then you say, well, this is great. And I'm getting this engagement and participation and people following what I'm doing on, on Pinterest. And, you know, it's just a small jump to go from that to something associated with my practice. And maybe it will work the same way. And it's a familiar tool and you, the ideas, you know, come easily to you and you have an audience already that may be willing to, to move with you as you take on more legal topics or you develop a, you know, an interest in something legal associated with that hobby or whatever you have on Pinterest. And then it sort of evolves naturally. So I think that's, you know, that's a really interesting thing on, on the area of, of Pinterest. And so I, I think, Tom, as I look at, uh, you know, a lot of these different um, sort of the other categories of uh Social media. That's sort of why what I see is: is there something that you that's more natural in a way, or, or something more attractive to you to participate in, and where you have uh, a better audience? So you know, Tom, I've always been wary, and and I don't really participate in location things like Foursquare and you know questions and answers things like Quora and some of the other things out there, but. Um, that's my sense is that if you explore some of this stuff, there may be some stuff that fits you. And I, and I know, Tom, you, you like the, you've always liked the location things more than I have. Well, in, in measure, I mean, I, I really do like Foursquare, but I don't see Foursquare as a tool that, uh, that, that lawyers are going to want to use. Although I will say that, that Foursquare is, is developing its product to provide a lot more than just, you know, when I first used it, it was just a way to sort of have a contest with my friends and see how many places we could check in. Uh, I'm I'm actually having conversations with my friends because I see them check in at a place. Uh, I I checked in at a a new restaurant in town last night and within about 30 minutes, one of my friends emailed or messaged me through Foursquare and said, how is it? How do you like the the, the food? And so from a personal standpoint, I think that location-based services are great but one of the re- one of the things that makes it easy for me to use it is and and and, and we are sort of giving our advice and our thoughts about this as we go through rather than at the end of this segment uh, is that I tend to want to use other social media services that will still plug back in to one of the big three. And that's where I like Foursquare a lot is that when I check in on Foursquare, I can check in on Facebook as well so that I'm using the Foursquare tool, but I'm interacting with Facebook and my Foursquare friends at the same time. So that's what makes it useful to me. And that's why I I tend to look for those social media tools that uh, have the ability to cross post, uh, that, that interact with each other so that you're not having to go from from social media site to social media site to get things. It's just a lot 
easier for me. And I, I, I know we haven't, we, you know, we talked about Foursquare, we talked about Pinterest. There are a lot of others. There are, are some, there, there are things that I call social media listening tools where you're not even, uh, you're not even participating. You're just following the conversation. Uh, there are the social bookmarking tools like Reddit, which has become huge lately. Delicious has always been a popular bookmarking site. Stumble upon for looking at new websites. Uh, Dig has come upon hard times, but when it was popular, it was one of the best sites for for sharing information with people that you know. We haven't, I think, scratched the surface um, of the regular social media sites, and 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 that doesn't even include the fact that uh, that there were some are and have been some sites devoted specifically for lawyers social uh, social networking. Dennis, have you had any experience with any of those sites and uh, and, and how they fared? Yeah, I, so uh, I know I've been involved in Martindale Connect uh, for a while. It, it seems I'm not like a great member of that service, but I, you know I get email alerts from time to time of discussions that happen there. And so I I think that there are some legal specific things, and I want to kind of delve a little bit into the to the history of, of those in a second. But but I, I think that you also see the social aspects being put into, you know, other tools. So like you said, the Foursquare four was like this location, you know, check-in thing. And now you say, uh, now it has ways that you can message and do other things. You know, writing the, the, the book on Facebook, I'm, I just am amazed at how comprehensive a platform that is to connect and, and contact people. So you see more of that. And I expect to see in some of this, the standard legal tools, you know, Avo, JD Supra, um, all those things, you know, ways that people can kind of put groups together, communicate, exchange ideas, you know, do all the sorts of things that you associate with social media. Um, the one thing that's kind of interesting in this area, though, and, and Kevin O'Keefe has written about this really recently, is is uh, a social media service called Quora, which is a, you know, you can ask questions and people have the chance to answer them. And so there's this engagement about questions. And, and so you can show your expertise, get answers to questions, do those sorts of things. And it was really hot for a while. It seems like about a year ago. And then it really faded and interesting. Kevin pointed out that it's kind of you know, it, its audiences start to grow again and there's more interest in it. And so if you go way back, and with Kevin O'Keefe, it's, you know, where I go way back to is in, in the, the 90s when, when he was doing prairie law and there was, you know, that was a question and answer thing where, you know, uh, regular people uh, could ask legal questions and lawyers participated in that. And, uh, you know, I have a friend who's a lawyer who is really active in, in America online forums uh, in that way. So there's a lot of, lot of engagement. And so that's also the sort of thing where you could see uh, that for certain types of lawyers, certain types of areas, that sort of question and answer uh, type of social media platform um, could become really interesting. No, I agree. I, I, I've kind of been skeptical about the lawyer-based tools, mostly because they just haven't gotten the type of engagement that I would expect them to have. You know, I'm, I'm also a member of Martindale Connect, but I don't receive the email alerts and I have absolutely zero engagement there. It's just not an, uh, a group that, uh, that, that interests me right now. And, and over the past couple of years, there have been experiments in social networking that I would say for, for lawyers 
lawyers that I would say have 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 ranged between the 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 average to the to, to the failures. Uh, one, one of the big one of the big failures was was the American Bar Association's legally minded. Uh, it was designed to be a social media site for uh, for attorneys, and it 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 just did not grab uh, a sufficient number of people there was just not enough engagement there to make make it successful in it and it has completely shuttered i've been a member of uh, the state bar of texas's uh, bar circles uh, social network for a number of years now i i, I don't get a lot of value out of it. Uh, it's still going, but I also don't see that it's being publicized very often by the State Bar of Texas. So it's not something that uh, I'm guessing that they choose to promote very often because I, I don't get a lot of, of commentary from the people that I'm friends with there. And I just wonder whether or not the, you know, whether the question and answer uh, tends to be the the better format for lawyers to uh, to both communicate with each other and with with uh, with other people, with non-lawyers uh, and, and maybe having sites that are already established for other purposes like Avo, like JD Supra, maybe stand for better ways. And, 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 and Legal OnRamp, I think, is another example of this. Uh, stand for other ways that lawyers can get value from uh, networking with other people. So let's, but as we as we get ready to close out this segment, I, I maybe take some time to talk about uh, talk about about how you handle other social networks and 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 and, and uh, as you compare them with the big three: Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. You know, it's. I think it's all about silos and where your audience is, and and so I think when you you look at legally minded, as as you said, is a good example. Martindale, uh, the so the legal ones for me, it's sort of like one step too far. It's one place too many. I would have to check check. And so if I had some sort of dashboard tool where I could tap in and all in one place see what was going on in those things, they would have more value. But it's sort of you know between. Uh, the things that I feel I need to to check, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, those sorts of things, my own email. Um, when you ask me to go to a separate social media site, that becomes something I don't get around to very often. Or you would say, well, maybe this is something I do once a week, once every couple of weeks. Well, then you're not really engaged in that. So you're really more monitoring things rather than participating in things. And so my sense is on, on all of these things is if I can use the this, this sort of classic you know, lawyers playing golf example is that, you know, I, I think that if you if you join uh, if you join a country club because you really like playing golf and you're just trying to figure out a way so you can play more golf and have more fun and have people to play with, then I think it becomes really successful for you. And I think if you join the country club because you think it's going to be a great way to get clients, then it's it's a completely different experience and, and something that's harder to do. So. My feeling on these things is, uh, you know, one having just, uh, you know, finishing up the the book on Facebook is that I I'm just really intrigued by Facebook as the platform, and I find myself saying more to people, you know, if I'm going to do one thing, it's going to be Facebook, and now that could just be, you know, because it's so current and fresh with me. But I think when I look to say what's going to take me outside of 
the the traditional realm into something else, I'm going to say, well, I got to have some other interest. You know, if I'm a photographer, maybe there's some photography sites, and I, you know, I get that. If I'm like, it's, you know, Pinterest could be interesting if I was doing something visual. Um, you, you know, and I can think of things that would work for that, but they're not typically things I'm doing these days. Uh, but you know, that that could change. But Facebook can also accomplish some of those things. And so I think with the legal thing, you start to say, well, how is that going to work? Because, you know, maybe I, I already feel like I hang around with too many lawyers anyway, and and I'm talking too much about legal stuff as it is, when I, in my spare time, I'd rather, you know, deal with my interest in movies, you know, TV, sports, whatever, and, and do those sorts of things and pick up social media in, in that way. So I, I think that... You gotta, you gotta say, okay, what is it that I'm doing? What's motivating me to get there? And is it, you know, is it too much work to do that? No, I, I agree, and and I think that the silo, you're right on with the silo issue because that's that's my primary reason. I think it is very hard to get involved with with a lot of social media tools. I, I primarily participate in the big three with a couple of extras um, on a more limited basis. And, and even I can't really, I'm not that engaged on the big three sites. It's just so much of a time drain to be able to pay attention to them. I, you know, it, it, I, I come to the question, is there such a thing as too many social media sites? And I really think that there is now it, it's going to depend for you on whether or not, you know, what, what you plan to use these sites for, what your target audience is and what you expect to get out of them. The, the, the big three sites and, and my blogs tend to get me the exposure that I need for what I want out of them. So that's why I don't necessarily need to go to other places. But for me, the reason why I don't participate in a lot of other social networks is to make them useful. You either have to start making friends that you don't know, or you have to convince your friends to move over to that site. And, uh, I, you know, that was my problem with Google Plus is I, I really like Google Plus. They, they've come up with a very nice iPad app version that I can sit there and spend lots of time looking at things. But, you know, there's no way that most of my Facebook friends uh, are going to ever join me on it. I think they're just too invested on Facebook and and too uh, they're, they're just not interested in creating another silo of information to, to, to where they would want to divide their time. So, you know, for me, uh, for, for lawyers, I, I, my biggest recommendation is to stick with the big three just because um, I think that's the biggest opportunity for most people's target market. But then take advantage of looking at some of these other tools because some of them, you know, might have some information that you might, uh, that, 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 or some, some interactions that might benefit you. And, you know, to the, to the extent that you're using social media to either network with other lawyers or to get business, I think going where the masses are makes the most sense, but there also might be a few of these services that can offer some value to you, either in your business development or your personal social networking. So I would say don't miss out on an opportunity to give some of these sites a try. Final thoughts, Dennis? Yeah, I, I agree. And it, it probably makes sense for for lawyers. I mean, people who've listened to this to, to do two things, probably. So one is I, I would look into the legal specific social media tools just to get a feel for what's out there and see whether something might make sense for you. And now I would also get uh, go to the just the Wikipedia entry on social media because it has a list of, uh, you know, hundreds of these social media tools. And, and I would just, you know, explore one or another 
from time to time and, and see see what might be interesting to you. Because I my sense is for these things that probably for everybody there's there's something that might fit really well. And and so what I have no interest in could be perfect f- for somebody else. And so I just being aware of what's out there is is probably a, a good approach to take. Before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick break with a few words from our sponsors, App River, PC Law by LexisNexis, and Clio. Promote yourself online with Legal Talk Network by becoming a featured lawyer. Your featured lawyer profile lets potential clients and referral attorneys get to know you in a five-minute podcast interview with Legal Talk Network, plus your photo, your bio, and your firm's contact info. Be part of the most progressive online legal network anywhere. Just call Legal Talk Network at 781-551-9960. That's 781-551-9960. Or by emailing admin at legaltalknetwork.com. Be a Legal Talk Network featured lawyer now. Hi, my name is Kay Kenny from Legal Talk Network, and I'm joined by Jack Newton, president of Clio. Jack takes a look at the process of moving to the cloud. Now, how long does it take to move to the cloud, and is it a difficult process? No, with most cloud computing providers, moving uh, your data into the cloud is something that takes just minutes, not hours or days to do. You can get signed up and running with most services in just a few minutes. And uh, even if you have an existing, uh, a legacy set of data that you want to migrate to a a web-based practice management system like Clio, there's migration tools and migration services that we're able to offer to ease that process. So most firms can be up and running to the cloud in less than in the cloud in less than five minutes and can have their data imported uh, in a matter of hours or days. We've been talking to Jack Newton, president of Clio. Thank you so much, Jack. Thank you. And if you'd like to get more information on Clio, feel free to visit www.goclio.com. That's G-O-C-L-I-O.com. Tired of all the headaches of running your law firm? Want to spend your time doing what really matters? Then you need PC Law. PC Law from LexisNexis is the legal industry's best-selling matter, billing, and accounting software. It has never been easier to manage your law firm and serve your clients. Get back to doing what matters to you. For a free trial, go to PCLaw.com slash radio. That's PCLaw.com slash radio. Or call us at 800-685-2161 today. Protect your firm's email with AppRiver. Send confidential emails with confidence using AppRiver's CypherPost Pro email encryption service. With CypherPost Pro, you'll control who sees your messages, and a patented delivery slip will show you when they're received and opened. There's no hardware or software to manage. You can cancel anytime, and you get a 30-day free trial. All backed by AppRiver's phenomenal care. Visit AppRiver.com, that's A-P-P-River.com, or call 866-223-4645. If you like listening to the Kennedy Mile Report, you might also like the podcast, Law Technology Now on LegalTalkNetwork.com. You can advertise with us at Legal Talk Network and have your own commercial playing in this podcast. Just give us a call anytime at 781-551-9960 or shoot us an email at admin at LegalTalkNetwork.com. And welcome back to the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy. In this segment, we're going to try something we call puzzled. Rather than picking something that 
gets Tom angry enough to launch into a rant, we're going to look into a tech topic that has puzzled us recently and see whether we can make a little more sense uh, of it for ourselves and for you. Tom? You know what's puzzled me lately, and it's happened this past week, and it's actually a follow-on to the topic of our last uh, our last podcast on online discussions. Uh, I, I, I belong to a group. Dennis and I both belong to a group. There, uh, I, I wanted to have a discussion with our governing body about some uh, some matters that needed to be decided on, um, and we had to do it electronically before our next in-person meeting. And and prior to this, we had demonstrated and and, and rolled out an online discussion platform, among other things, you could store documents, you could have discussions, you could do many things on there. And I would have to say that over the past year, the adoption of lawyers of those areas has been dismal. Uh, there may be two or three people that use them. Uh, very few people log on and we're, we're looking into whether or not that site is, is viable to begin with. But so, so that leaves us with, for having discussions like these, you know, when you are presenting uh, a motion that you want people to 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 vote on, and there are discussions and questions around the motion. Uh, I so it, it, it's it's logical to have those in sort of a threaded email, but I will tell you that with the three motions that we put out for this particular discussion group, we had nearly seventy to eighty emails each for each of the motions. And as we got around to the voting uh, end of it, uh, there were several people who said, "Please do not reply to all when you're voting. I have enough email." already uh, that, uh, that, that I don't need any more. So uh, what I'm puzzled about here is why, why lawyers refuse to adopt technologies that make it easier for them to participate in online discussions rather than the typical email uh, discussion, which one, takes up way too much space in your inbox, and two, becomes very confusing uh, to, to have to manage, unless you've got a tool like Gmail that can be threaded. Uh, Outlook has the ability to have threaded conversations, but I know a lot of lawyers don't pay attention to that. Dennis, what do you think? I, I think it's very, I, I'm, I'm very confused about why lawyers are less, not so willing to embrace um, more efficient options to, to, to email. Well, you know, as you describe the problem, Tom, it, it just struck me that uh, we have an interest in making things easy for ourselves versus making things easy for the group. And so I think that what happens is you say, well, the easiest thing for me, because I don't have to do anything, is I just I just send emails because then I don't have to learn some new tool. And that's just super easy for me. Um, and yeah, it's kind of hard to figure this stuff out. And I might be replying to the wrong emails, but I'm, I'm used to that sort of that's that's the way we are in work. And besides, if it comes an email and I don't you know, I don't get to anything or I say I missed the email or I got, you know, blocked in the spam filter, then people accept that. And, you know, maybe I can avoid dealing with things that, that I don't want to deal with versus saying, oh, it's all in this defined place. So I have this obligation now instead of sitting in Outlook, I have to go to this other place and I can track everything that's that's in there. And so people can easily find what my response was or and I can't really deny that I, I got the chance to see anything. So I I think that's that's one piece of it, but I, it goes back to that silo thing. So, the collaboration tool that that you mentioned, um, it's it's kind of you know unless you do a good job of bookmarking and remember to do that uh, to go back to it, it's kind of. It, it's out of sight, out of mind, because there's not enough volume on it to make you realize that things are really there. And then 
for me, for those things to really be useful, they have to have an RSS feed, you know, so that I'm alerted to what's going on in there, and then I can click a link back, and and then I can then I can participate. So I, I think it's a it's kind of those combinations of things. So it's sort of the, the interaction with the tool, with the what I'll call the real world or the everyday world of lawyers, uh, versus like I said, I want to make things super easy for myself and I don't like to change my routine and and as a result I don't think enough about the group and what benefits and what makes things easier for the group that's sort of I realize kind of a criticism of of people who don't want to participate but I I, I think it's almost as simple as that well, we're in danger here of moving my puzzlement into a rant because you're 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 basically saying that uh, that the reason why we can't be more efficient is because uh, it's all about me. Um, I, I hate to use the word lazy, but sometimes that's how I feel about not learning new tools. Now, it's 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 more than that. It's not just not wanting to learn more tools. Uh, you, you prefer to get information by RSS feed. Uh, you know, I um, had a request to, to, um, to, to provide email subscription to my iPad blog today. First, first request I've ever had to do that. I, I, I prefer to get things by RSS too, but I realize that not everybody likes to do that. And, and, and what's interesting to me is we have said numerous times on this show the, the phrase that email is dead. Uh, and we talk about how much people complain and complain and complain about email, but yet when you have an opportunity to move away from email, people tend to use it as a crutch. It tends to be something that they're more familiar with, and I guess that I will end my um, what my puzzlement becomes a rant by saying that until lawyers, or anybody for that matter, but lawyers specifically, learn to embrace other technologies, they will continue to plague themselves with the productivity sink that is email, and, uh, and, and I encourage you to come into the light and to learn other tools and learn other ways to uh, to have these discussions uh, it will make you a much happier even though you might have information in another silo you will be much happier with the end result yeah I mean and, and Tom I, I just think it sort of comes you, everything we talked about today sort of comes back to the notion of, of dashboard and the lack of a dashboard that makes it you know gives us an easy entry point into these things but it's time for a parting shot it's that one tip website or observation you can use the second this podcast ends Tom, take it away. My parting shot is that I am becoming reacquainted with an app that I sort of fell out of touch with, and that's Flipboard, which is an app for, uh, it's available for both iOS and for Android devices. It is, uh, it has come a long way as a news and uh, information discovery platform. Uh, it was originally just had a few channels where you could find the, 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 the news in different channels, but I went on to the, the latest version within the past couple of days and realize that there are uh, there are blogs there are other sources where you're getting lots of lots of really good relevant information that you can combine you can subscribe to um, RSS feeds and bring them into uh, to flipboard and it all gets put together in a really nice uh, comfortable magazine style that uh, just really makes it pleasant to read so I'm starting to get reacquainted with flipboard and for a free app I, I recommend you get reacquainted with it as well unless it's new to you in which case I I recommend you download it immediately. And what I have is, uh, I think I have two things today, Tom. So one is uh, a podcast, or actually it's a, a, a recording of a South by Southwest section uh, session called Learn to Code and Make the Software You Want, presented by Nate Westheimer and Vinicius Vacanti. 
And I, I think everybody, including lawyers who's involved in technology, always has this this idea that, you know, maybe I should code. You know, maybe I should learn to code. And this is just a great intro to to learning how to code um, and and how to think about whether that makes sense for you. You know, probably it doesn't as, as lawyers. But but if you get some time, uh, it is something that you, you sort of fiddle around with the idea. And they just really have some great advice about how to do that. Maybe something that you want to share with the, you know with your kids or 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 something like that but but it's really great and it kind of goes again to reflect back on the topic uh, our main topic today one of their key points is that you got to have this problem that you want to solve that coding gets you from point A to point B and so i think social media is the same way that you know there's something you want to accomplish and social media allows you to do that and then also pairs up with the second my second uh, parting shot which is i was listening to an old I mean, several years old uh, Leonard Lopate uh, interview uh, and he's a PBS host on WNYC and it's with Twyla Tharp the the great American choreographer and it's a great interview it came out around the time of her her second book or uh, the second recent book I'll call it which is called The Collaborative Habit which is a book that I really liked in what she talked about how to work together with people and then that reminded me of one of my all-time favorite books which by Twyla Tharp it's called The Creative Habit which really had an impact on me and how I do creative uh, work. So it just is a good reminder um, and something I wanted to share on on this show as well. Collaborative Habit was a great book. I really enjoyed reading that. So that wraps it up for this edition of the Kennedy Mall Report. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Information on how to get in touch with us, as well as links to all the topics we discussed today, are available on our show notes blog at tkmreport.com. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast at the Legal Talk Network site or in iTunes. And if you have questions or suggestions for upcoming episode topics, please email us at tkmreport at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tkmreport. So until the next podcast, I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy, and you've been listening to the Kennedy Mile Report on the Legal Talk Network, the premier online legal media network. Hear us Tumblr for you every episode by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to the Kennedy Mile Report. Check out Dennis and Tom's book, The Lawyer's Guide to Collaboration Tools and Technologies, Smart Ways to Work Together, from ABA Books or Amazon. And join us every other week for another edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, only on the Legal Talk Network. <laughs>